Hey, you're listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information and free resources, you can check out SovereignGraceMusic.org. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Sound Plus Doctrine. This is our second podcast. Yeah, and we changed the background and everything. We did. We got rid of uh, some of the books. Well, all of them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Every single book. <laughs> We're not that smart. Actually, it was just a little confusing, we thought. So. Yeah. Make it this is a little simpler, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're happy that you're joining us. Um, we the This week's topic and conversation is going to be uh, thoughts on corporate worship in the pandemic, Ooh. during the pandemic. Wow. So I have a lot of uh, questions for you, but um, to start... Great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Should we tell people who we are, in case they don't know? Yes. I am David Zimmer. And I'm Bob Coughlin. And we are part of Sovereign Grace Music. Yep. Um, and yeah, so we both go to um, Sovereign Grace Church of Louisville. Yes. And we experienced the pandemic, yeah. as every other church did. <laughs> you couldn't get around it. And um, I feel like whether we release this episode now or in two months, these are just hopefully some reflections on the pandemic and questions I wanted to ask you um, and hopefully dialogue we can have. But um, to start, I wanted to ask, um, how do you pick songs during difficult times? Uh, Not only in a pandemic, but um, just trials that personal trials you're going through corporate trials that your members are experiencing Mm. how do you as a worship leader pick songs that are going to serve your people and what songs should you pick wow that's a big question Uh, i think there are two ways you can answer it you know one is there are trials that people go through every week so every Sunday, there are people in our churches who are struggling. Mm. Actually, everybody's struggling with one of three things, sin, suffering, self-sufficiency. Everybody's battling one of those three S's. And uh, we need to be aware of that, you know, each Sunday as we're preparing. That may be another... Uh, another podcast entirely. That's good. We should have another podcast on that. Uh, but there are certain times when not only your whole... Well, there's sometimes when your whole church is going through something. Um, I think of a time a few years ago when we had uh, a brother in our church, um, had three kids, they were expecting their fourth, um, was hit by a car in an intersection, died. And it was on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um We'd already planned Sunday, but we scrapped everything and planned something different because the, wow. you, you couldn't walk into Sunday morning thinking, well, let's just you know just start like always. Celebratory. Yeah, that's right, because everybody in the church was affected by that. So there are those mm-hmm. kinds of situations. And then occasionally there are situations that affect your nation, or in this case, the whole world. The entire yeah. world, yeah. So the first thought that comes to mind is that if we find choosing songs during a time like a pandemic hard, that says something about the way we're thinking about every Sunday. Hmm. You know, every Sunday people are going through hard times. Yeah. Are we are we aware of them? So 
So I think it's probably a wake-up call for for some of us, just realizing, wow, we don't have the songs that communicate these times, these these feelings of 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 uh, sorrow and grief and confusion uh, that that are appropriate mm. for God's people mm. to. Uh, to communicate. I mean, all through the Psalms, I think 70 or so, so of the Psalms are lament Psalms, where the psalmist is talking about, this is a really hard time. This is a really difficult time. You know, uh, God, you are my help and my deliverer. Well, what do you need to be delivered from? Well, the things I'm going through right now. Um, so right. I think... To get back to your question, you know, the kinds of songs we should be choosing are the songs that acknowledge the confusion, the songs that acknowledge the, the sorrow, the songs that even not acknowledge the fear. Um, we sing a song, um, Oh Lord, my rock, my redeemer. You know, my, my song when trials are abounding, is that right? Yeah, my hope when uh, tides, tides of, of sorrow, sorrow rise. rise. Yeah, yeah. So my hope when tides of sorrow rise, I need to sing about that. Mm-hmm. But I, I know so... I need to sing my hope. Sing about my hope. I also need to sing about the fact that tides of sorrow are rising. Mm-hmm. Um, my joy when trials are abounding. Mm-hmm. So uh, your faithfulness, my refuge in the night. So mm-hmm. though that, those few lines address a lot of different situations. So we need songs that give people the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm fearful right now. You know what I I'm confused right now. You know what I I lack hope right now. You know what I'm going through trials right now. So songs that enable people to express those words but then that songs that bring them to the hope that God has given us in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cuz it could be easy to stay there in those in those sort of reflective um uh, tides of sorrows rising yes. moments. You know, yes. how long do you um, stay live, there? Yeah, stay in that space um, because there is confusion and doubt and yeah. uh, and and anguish when you're approaching a Sunday and a, a trial like losing a husband, yes. like you're explaining, yes. Yes. is happening. It's like. Yes. Um, and that, that went on for weeks, uh, months, I would say, you know, that we as a church were, were reeling with the effect of that. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to craft songs. I think that first Sunday, we started with Great is Thy Faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it wasn't big, wasn't celebratory. It wow. was just Great is Thy Faithfulness, O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Mm-hmm. Thou changest not. <laughs> thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're singing that with the awareness that she's a dear friend to our family, uh, to Julie and I. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, God's redeemed that situation as He always does. She got remarried, and um, yeah, it's just it's wonderful how God works. But at that time, it was yeah, we're singing these words in the midst of deep sorrow and tragedy, but they're mm. true. Mm. So we have to lead people to what is true. As, as opening this to the Psalms, just to, um, well, I opened to Psalm 40, but I was thinking of Psalm 88, which is really one of the few Psalms that just remains in darkness. 
But even in that psalm, you know, you have references to God's steadfast love and God's faithfulness. And he's saying, where is your steadfast love? Where is your faithfulness? Um, you know, I know that you are this way, uh, but right now I, I'm, not I, experiencing I'm not experiencing that. them. Yeah. Yeah. So you see that in Psalm 42 and 43, you know, mm-hmm. um, I used to feel this way with when I was leading the throngs and, you know, yep. praise the temple, yeah. uh, but then he addresses himself. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why yeah. are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. We have to lead people to that hope. And where we find that most clearly is in the gospel. So this is what I want to get to. What kind of songs we should be singing yeah. uh, during something like a pandemic or some some great national uh, tragedy? We should be singing songs that enable people to identify with the the what they're feeling, but then that lead them to the fact that God has shown us who he is most clearly in the gospel, Mm. in the fact that he gave, God gave his son, Jesus Christ, to come and live the life that we could never live, to, to receive the condemnation we deserved on the cross for all our sins, Mm. to rise from the dead so that we could know God is going to be with us, God is going to be for us, we can approach God with yeah. a boldness that he will always care for us, that there is no good thing that God will withhold from us. That's the, the Paul's logic in Romans 8.32 where he says, you know, he who did not spare his own son but yeah. gave him up for us all, that's the gospel, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Yeah. You know, so there's, what is it that you need? Do you need security in the midst of your fear? Well, the God who gave his son for you to rescue you from his wrath, surely he's going to protect you. Mm. He's not going to allow anything to come near you that would harm you in an eternal way. Yeah. Now, that's that doesn't mean that you might not get sick. It doesn't mean that, that you might not get hurt. But nothing will happen to you outside of God's will that yeah. he will not use for your good mm. and his glory. So, so what is fear? Is it provision? How do we know? I'm, you know? I just lost my job because of this crisis, this coronavirus. How do I know? Well, we run to the cross and see if God would give us his own son, hmm. how would he not also provide for us? Yeah. He will. So it's just yeah. making those connections for people. Yeah. And, you know, that's true every Sunday. Yeah. Going back to something you said I, I thought was really interesting, and it could probably be an episode for another time, but the fact that you can be tracking with a member of your church that's going through such a horrific scenario, hmm. and it's actually... It's actually affecting the weekly gathering. Yes. yes. So that so, I think in a ter- in terms of if it's a big church and you're sort of married to a program, it's hard to mm. make those adjustments mm. unless you know it's a it's a big worldwide scale pandemic. Yes. But I just think I just wanted to note that that I just I thought that was interesting that you know you had a program set for Sunday, but yeah, then it, yeah, yeah. it all shifted because. Mm. You know, it was on everybody's mind in yep. that in that scenario. Um, but I I was also going to ask um, 
how you know in a in a season uh, of trial or or painful circumstances i feel like for most songwriters songs are born out of those scenarios absolutely and so yeah. like was there was there anything during the corona pandemic that yeah. was uh, kind of birthed a hope into a new song yeah um you know, I've, it was wonderful to see a lot of songs being birthed, and I imagine that more will be birthed, as well as to realize, you know, some of the songs you've been singing, they have more uh, more meaning, more effect. Oh, you know, yeah. No impact. power of hell, no scheme of man could yeah. ever pluck me from his hand. Yeah, um, right. But during this season, uh, Tim Chester, good friend from the UK, um, uh, written a couple songs with him, a few songs with him, Come Praise and Glorify, mm -hmm. uh, and others, sent me some lyrics based on Psalm 91 and said, uh, you know, this is, I think he saw, called it song, Songs for a Season of Virus. Or, there's something about a virus in it. I thought, yeah, that we got We can't use that for the title, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> right. uh but I looked at the words, I thought, this would be great. So I started working on it, setting a tune to it, and it, it, it just didn't get to a place where I thought, this is really something I'd want people to sing. So um, lyrically, I sent it to Nate Stiff, who lives out in California and is one of the Sovereign Grace writers. Great guy. A good friend. Yep, dear friend. And uh, he was kind of tweaking some of the lyrics, and then... As the Lord would have it, I was living with a number of people, uh, you and yes. your family. <laughs> um, um, I think Mackenzie, I my daughter, I don't know if she'd lived, started to live with us yet, but then uh, Lacey Hudson mm -hmm. was living with Another us. Another songwriter for Sovereign Grace. Another songwriter for Sovereign Grace. And so I just, we started working it on it together. collaborative, yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. And it eventually became a song. And uh, we put it on Facebook, and a lot of churches started doing it. Christ will be my hideaway, mm. um, which seemed to resonate, especially uh, during that season. Mm. You know, though a sickness stalks in darkness, though a plague destroyed by day, uh, I will stand upon your promises. Christ will be my hideaway. Mm. It brings you back to the um, to the anchor. Uh, you're saying we're anchored in truth. Yes. Um, it's bringing you back to that anchor point because when you are only sitting in the circumstances, it's hard to see the truth. Oh, absolutely. Um, or we're we're so used to people bringing us the truth immediately. Yeah. How can you just not know this? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah. it's it's finding God's a little gentler than that, right? I mean, most often he's it's finding that it's it's finding that uh, it's it's finding that balance of we're we're all agreeing that we want we need to hope in the Lord, yes, but we're also reminding ourselves, like David, we're reminding ourselves again why we hope in the Lord, and that's why the Psalms talk. And other parts of Scripture talk so much about remembering. That's one of the things that singing helps us do. Mm. You know, Colossians three sixteen says we're teaching and admonishing one another. Mm. Why? Because we forget so much. Mm -hmm. We we just you know the circumstances of our lives, our emotions. We are our default is to think I can handle this. I deserve credit for this. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this happen. Mm. And again and again, God says. You need to remember who I am, what I've done. Yeah. 
And and that's what you know. Gathering weekly, one of the things it's meant to do uh, is to remember God's character, to remember His promises, and to remember most of all the gospel. Yeah. Uh, which which is the, the the you know God's word to us on who He is. Yeah. And what He's done. Yeah. So a lot of churches. Um, you mentioned gathering. A lot of churches now are regathering with face masks yeah, and yeah. uh and i could imagine that that's going to continue on um yeah i heard and i mean someone wrote from australia said uh you know we this may go on for years i hope it doesn't but that's what they said yeah so how do you think as a worship leader how do you think through face masks and the corporate uh, you know experience yeah. of us all gathering together yeah. uh do face masks um not putting the health uh, health aside for just a second. Do the face masks uh, inhibit uh, anything in terms of um, expressiveness, or you know, how do you how do you process that as a worship leader? Well, that's that's a great question. Um, as a leader, so uh, as we're doing this. I think we've we've met a few times with face masks, and it's really different. Mm-hmm. Because one of the, Psalm thirty four five says, "Those who look to Him are radiant. radiant; their faces will never be ashamed." And you know, when you're looking out at people, you see that mm-hmm. you see the radiance. But now you just look, look out, you see masks, and it's like <laughs> this is really different. Yeah, I mean, our church still sings. Yeah, you know, I'll talk about that in a second. Like as one who wears a mask, yeah. Um, what what to think then? But uh, yeah, it's really different. God intends for our faces to be seen. Mm. Let me say that you know I don't think this is an issue of persecution. Um, you know, it's a health issue. Yeah. So it's it's wise yeah. and right to uh, you know obey local ordinances and or state ordinances or whatever um, to do this. But it does change the the tenor of the meeting mm-hmm. uh, somewhat, at least mm-hmm. for me, as as I'm looking out on people. Um, people are still expressive. Uh, maybe I think they're a little cautious at first. They were, but they're becoming more expressive. You know, as someone, if I'm being led and I have to sing through a mask, you know, I just think of Jesus when he said, uh, you know, if you don't, if you don't praise me, the rocks and the stones are going to cry out. <laughs> I'd be thinking, I don't want the rocks and the stones to cry out. I mean, you know, they're like inanimate objects. Um, <laughs> and all I, have, I have to do is wear a mask. Yes, yeah. yes, it's okay because Jesus, you're worthy. Yeah, you're worthy of my my loud voice behind this fabric. Yeah, I want the people around me to know. Yeah. I want myself to know. I want you to know. You are worthy of yeah. these songs, these words. I need to be reminded of these things, mm-hmm. and you know, I want to express them to you. So that's really good because I've, I have, I have friends that have even mentioned, and I don't even know if I want to gather well, because I it's didn't. so different. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. So they they take the perspective of it's just not the atmosphere <laughs> I'm looking for. But but yes. going back to what you're saying, like going back to really um, the core issue is we're gathering to encounter. It's what's in we're our, gathering to remind. Yes, ourselves. yeah. There are a lot of reasons we gather, but one of them would be to simply 
acknowledge that that God is worthy, you know, that mm-hmm. Jesus is worthy. And, mm-hmm. you know, you think of good friends in China who are here, they, they, they're from China, who talk about some of the things they endure mm-hmm. as their meeting as mm-hmm. the church. And I think, yeah, I you know, imagine. in America, we're just wimps. <laughs> right. Like, oh, if it's not just right the way I like it. I mean, I'm going to acknowledge, I felt that. I was, yeah. I was the ones who were thinking, I'm not... I'm not going to do this until like it's all clear and we can just all meet together. You know, and I'm just being a baby. Um, it's it's a privilege to gather with God's people. Yeah. And if you can meet outside, that's a that's one thing that people have done. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah. You know, my son Devin, his his church has met outside. That's great if you can do that. Um, but if you can't. It's worth gathering in whatever way you can. Yeah. Because uh, as, as CJ, our pastor, would always say, you know, we're one day closer, one day closer yeah. to be able to gather you know, together, together as we used yeah. to. Um, I, I know that we could continue talking about um, this kind of current state we're in and how to process this um, as worship leaders and, um, and worship members in a congregation, but our time is limited. I just want to ask you one um just kind of final question. Uh, what do you feel like the biggest takeaway uh, has been for you in terms of the the pandemic mm. and leading songs, singing songs through this pandemic? I, you know, I've always thought, well, I've always been someone who values the gathering of the local church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God in his word highlights through Old and New Testaments the importance, the significance of his, his him calling his people to gather in his presence for the purpose of calling to mind his greatness, his deeds, for the benefit of each other, you know, for mm-hmm. building up the body. Mm-hmm. I value it more now. Mm. You know, it used to be when sometimes we'd go on a vacation, we'd miss two Sundays in a row, and I would just feel it. I'd feel like, oh, I, I want that. I need that, you know, that encouragement, that edification that comes from the saints gathering, spiritual gifts operating, uh, you know, um, exalting God together, ex- encountering God together. Um, but I want it more now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, we, we live stream for, I think, 10, 11 weeks. Um, and it was fine. I mean, the Lord used it, I think, um, and some churches may still be doing that. Mm-hmm. But there is nothing like the church gathering. Mm-hmm. God does so many things. We we we're not Gnostics, you know, people who who kind of poo poo the the existence of physical things. It's all yeah. spiritual. No, God made us with bodies, and mm-hmm. when we interact with each other, there are so many ways. God is at work yeah. to build up His people and to bring glory to His Son. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I just I love that. I long for it, and uh, we never want to take it for granted. Yeah, yeah, Amen. Wonderful. Well, this concludes another podcast. This is the end. It is the end. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And well, we we look forward to more, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.